When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome in to the PHNX Suns podcast brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's number one sportsbook app. Don't forget to hit that like button, subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast, and leave us a five-star review. I'm Lindsay Smith here with Saul Bookman, Espo, and Gerald Borgay. Gentlemen, today's random Monday question of the day is, if you could be the child of any NBA player, which one would you choose? Ooh, Steph Curry. That's a good one. Mm, yeah, that is a good one. Current or any, any all time? Any all, oh, time. all time? All time, sure. Oh, Why not? That changes Maybe the game one of each. Bit. How about one current and one all time? Grant Hill. Okay. Seems uh, like a good dude. I like those wholesome guys. Yeah. <laughs> Bill Walton, because he's got the good shit, and you know he's sharing it. So. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> what? I need to have great stories. I'm totally Bill Walton. Oh, Jesus changed you finally. Yeah, <laughs> I'm all in. I, like, I think Steph Curry is a good one. Dwayne mm-hmm. Wade, I feel like, would be solid too. Mm hmm. Yeah. yeah, current definitely uh, Steph Curry, past, man, that's a tough one. I was thinking like Michael Jordan or LeBron, but I don't think I'd like that at all. No, absolutely like, not. <laughs> Le- LeBron might not be too bad. LeBron, yes. But he's not Michael past. Jordan, but just hell no. Just in terms of like, you're always going to be compared to your dad, and you're never oh, going to be your dad. So, so pick somebody like, that was like really shitty. <laughs> Oh, Tim Legler. There you go. Oh, I love you, Legs. I'm just kidding. I'd say Wilt Chamberlain, but you probably wouldn't know you you were his kid with uh, his record there, you know? Like, terrible. Oh my God. <laughs> I should have known it was going to go this route. <laughs> you um, you right. asked well, for it. Well, I thought you guys were going to be more serious <laughs> and genuine. Well, I said fun- Grant Hill. <laughs> it's kind of funny that I picked Steph Curry because he literally might have a new daddy coming soon. Oh, my God. Hey, let's go. Oh, my God. Mm. Didn't even plan that. Well, everyone in the chat (laughs) already has been talking about KD. It was the first like six chats that we got was Mm -hmm. just KD, KD, KD. So let's talk about it. Uh, Christian Winfield on Twitter said, sources, Kyrie Irving has requested and received permission from the Nets to find sign and trade offers from other teams. Kevin Durant still has not spoken to the Nets front office. Russell Westbrook to Brooklyn remains unlikely. How does this make everyone feel? Let's go, baby. (laughs) Saul's overly excited. (laughs) Because every day there's a new rumor or a new move, the closer it is to uh, Ewok season. Look, I'm ready. I'm researching costumes. I'll be Ewok apocalypse. Let's go. I'm ready to, to dress as an Ewok if this actually happens. The thing that drives me nuts is, the only player in the world that this would be possible with is Kyrie Irving because they're saying he might opt out and sign a mid-level exception with uh, with the Lakers. Opt out of thirty-seven million to sign for what six six well, million? But they, he did agree to. Uh, he did tell the Nets that a sign and trade is something that they were going for, so that would yeah prevent that from happening. But now there's only the interest from the Lakers, so yeah, they don't and they that, don't want to trade. That you know of? No, they reported. 
there's no other team other than the Lakers interested right now. So, and if it were any other player, you go, well, then he's just going to opt back in. He's going back to Brooklyn. And then you go, wait, this is Kyrie Irving. There's like a 95% chance he's just different enough to actually take that mid-level exception. Well, he's probably made plenty of money throughout his career to just be completely comfortable if he never did anything for the rest of his life. It's true. $30 million yeah. is a lot. And he has to till Wednesday. Give up. He does. Yeah, the clock's the deadline taken. to opt in or out is Wednesday. So that's coming up. It was kind of show is going to be lit. It is. Let's go. It was kind of alarming that there weren't other sign and trade partners. And I guess that's kind of where Kyrie's perception and value is right now. But it is good to hear that he would be crazy enough to take that mid-level because that domino is the first one that has to fall if if what's going to happen happens. Yeah. I mean, I... I thought it was crazy, and uh, you know, two weeks ago, and now I'm resigned to the fact that this is a this is very very <laughs> it likely could happen. Uh, it has a very very good chance of happening. Now. Well, you, I wish you would have just said midway through the year the Suns are not winning the championship. Then I maybe would, we'd be holding up the Larry O'Brien right now. I'm a great reverse. Jinx. Oh my this gosh! Is this is true, Espo. You need to use this power or curse, whichever one you want to call it, for good. There is no way LeBron James will ever come to Phoenix. Not a chance in hell. And certainly not both of them at the same time. No, (laughs) never would happen. So one thing that I found that was interesting from this article, they said that, um, and it's for NY Daily News, if you guys didn't didn't see it and you want to go read it, uh, Christian said that KD said, quote, he feels like the front office didn't grow to understand Kyrie. And I can kind of see that just based on what we have seen come out in the last month or so. Tweets from ownership and kind of everyone just throwing shade at one another. It feels like there was never a solid relationship there from the beginning. I. I think that the Nets decided to do their own research rather than get to know <laughs> oh, KD and that, or get to know Kyrie, and that's where things went wrong. So. Listen, with with Kyrie specifically, it's not business as usual. And if you're an organization that thinks that you know guys are just going to stay in line and they're always going to do what you ask them to do because you're paying them X amount of dollars, you have that all effed up with Kyrie. Like he's just never he's marched to his own drum his entire life. Mm-hmm. He just has. So uh, the Nets completely fumbled this entire situation, obviously. And now they might be stuck in a situation where they don't have both Kyrie and KD, and they might only be stuck with Ben Simmons, which is just so damn comical. See, I don't I am taking the opposite angle. Like this is on Kyrie. Like why are we gonna ignore <laughs> that he's forced his way out of his last two or three teams, that he does this everywhere that he goes? And that, like, James Harden saw the writing on the wall. And if James Harden can look at a situation and be like, damn, this is toxic. I need to get out of here. That's true. That's Kyrie. Like, the Nets Nets are going to get a king's ransom for Kevin Durant. Kyrie, like, I'm sorry, a dude only showing up to play half the games because he decided to do his own research, that's on him. And, And, like, look, Kyrie has done a lot of good for this league, specifically during the 2020 bubble when he brought up some very cogent points about what is the league going to do to enhance and broadcast this message that's important right now. And you know what? He also is still kind of a head case at the same time. He does a lot of things that, like you said, he marches to the beat of his own drum, but it ruffles a lot of feathers. And there's a reason that he's going to be on his, what, fourth team in the last four or five years? 
I mean, let's be honest. It wasn't that James Harden looked at it and knew it was time to get out. He looked at, at mm-hmm. Philly and went, that's my boy Daryl Morey, and I know he's going to give me an outrageous Kyrie's, amount of money even if I don't deserve it. Kyrie playing half the games was the reason well, he I, left. Like I, that, hell, that that definitely Which is kind of funny because if <laughs> – they're, they're, I know the Lakers are the ones that are rumored to be the ones going after Kyrie, but there are some – avenues to where Kyrie might literally go to Philadelphia, which would just be so damn hilarious. It would be funny. But when, oh, when you look at it, if Kyrie goes to the Lakers and KD winds up in Phoenix, the Pacific Division has now become the toughest conference in the NBA. <laughs> like it's you got the Warriors you've got, who are still the Warriors. You've got the Lakers now with a big three. Uh, the Suns would have a big three. Uh, well, the Kings are still the Kings, Kings, but then you got the Clippers with uh, with Kyrie and PG. All of a sudden, it's Kawhi. A, or de- yeah, Kawhi. Excuse me, and and PG. All of a sudden, you got a murderer's row just in in the division, not yeah. even in the Western Conference. It'd be fun. I mean, those games would be battles <laughs> yeah. for sure. Every single and if the Suns got KD, night in, night out. They'll be on national TV just about, I'd, I'd say, at least 25% of their games will be on national oh, television. Oh, 100%. It would just, I mean, we'll get into this later. The amount of attention that Devin has gotten since his relationship with Kendall Jenner, it would be that times 50 within the basketball and sports space if Katie came here for book. Yeah, I mean, it would be the the magnifying glass on Phoenix would be, in a way that we've never seen here when it comes to the Suns. It would be next level national media scrutiny and attention. Uh, it'll it'll be crazy if, uh, if it happens. Well, here's the thing. The Nets are out here saying, okay, if we lose them both, we're prepared. Pre- prepared. Here's what uh, Brian Windhorse had to say on the situation. Nets saying the Nets are putting out there right now that they are prepared to lose both Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant. They would rather lose them both than go through what they went through last season, which was a miserable season under the situation that Kyrie Irving uh, contributed to creating. Do you honestly think last year will be worse than if they lose both of them for this upcoming season? Uh, I guess maybe in terms of basketball. No, and here's why. From a competitive standpoint, obviously, like you're losing, you've lost all three of your superstars in the span of a year, you're dead in the water. But if you are trading KD anywhere, you're getting young players, you're getting picks, and you're not staying still. Because if you lose Kyrie and keep Kevin Durant, who's disgruntled, how are you going to retool around just him? You can't do that on the fly this summer with your cap space situation. Like You're not going to be able to do that. So it's better to just rip the Band-Aid off and prepare for it. Get something for KD while you can now and, you know, start the next rebuild. It sucks that that's where you're at, but when you lost James Harden and got back Ben Simmons and he didn't play for you, that was the first domino. Now Kyrie wants out. It's better to just lean all the way into it and at least get young players and picks in return while you can. You you have to be at the bottom of the heap or at the top of the heap to yep. enjoy life in the NBA. And it sounds funny to say that, but even with the 19-win season, at least we could sit here and say, but the future's bright. We got DA, we got Book, we got Mikhail, we're going to see them grow. And that actually came to fruition, which is great, in, in addition to Chris Paul. Living in the middle sucks. And if you're the Brooklyn Nets, you don't want to be in that spot. You basically, if you get rid of KD and Kyrie, 
you've got a complete overhaul rebuild on your hands. Um, you don't want to be stuck in the middle. Yeah, but it gives them a restart too in terms of perception and public relations. Kyrie Irving caused all sorts of mm-hmm. waves for them last year, which it sounds like ownership probably wasn't a big fan of of that going on. So that's a reset in that way too, and I understand it. I mean, think about it. Last year, uh, for a lot of people, for a lot of us, was was difficult, and for the Nets, they had to navigate one of their star players refusing to get vaccinated, the law in New York, all these things, all this talk, uh, you know, and I, I understand why you would want potentially a fresh start after all that and, and an opportunity where you know that that team likely wasn't going to win a title after watching it, uh, so you can rebuild and try to put together something better. I I would normally agree with you had they not traded for Ben Simmons too. And I know they had to get rid of of Harden, but Ben Simmons, I would argue, is just as much a distraction as Kyrie Irving for different reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, I like you just never know if he's going to play. Is he? When's he going to be mentally, uh, you know, healthy? When's he going to be physically healthy? It just seems like it's one thing after another, and he's still going to be there. And so, and he at that point, if they lose all these other guys. He's now the new anchor of that team, and I don't know if that's necessarily a place you want to be either. Yeah, but he's not offending, you know, two thirds of the country. <laughs> no, but he is decision. pissing them off. I, I don't know. Uh, well, at least the fan base is. <laughs> yeah, the, I get that, but I think it's a different. Well, and like, how much of an asset is Ben Simmons at this point, yeah. as far as like movement goes? Like, no, no team is no. going to take no. a chance on that None. anymore. No, but they did get off the James Harden $47 million contract this year, so that in and of itself. But Ben Simmons ain't cheap cheap either right now. No, but at least it's less than James Harden. Please, Kyrie, take the mid-level exception in L.A. Let's get this. Let's light this candle if we're going to do it. All right, so I have a serious question, and I'm not trying to be, like, petty or anything with this, but you brought up being in the middle sucks, and everyone in the comments is like, yeah, being in the middle sucks. You're just good enough to win a playoff series, but never a series contender. Do you honestly think that being in the middle sucks more than like a 19-win season? Depends on how long you're a 19-win team. And and it depends on (laughs) what we're talking about as the middle. Like if you're good enough to win a playoff series, like you need, if, if you're a young team, you need that momentum to show other stars in the league like, hey, you come here and join this, we're on the upward trajectory. But if you're in the middle, like, say the Portland Trailblazers, not even good enough mm-hmm. to make the play-in, but not bad enough to like tank compi- like repetitively, yeah. you're in trouble. You need to kind of either bottom out or be on that upward trajectory. If, if, yeah. you're, if, you're, if you're in that area where you're picking like, let's say, 11 to 18, yeah. oh, that's the worst place to be. Yeah, go I look. mean, I get that, but I'm just saying like from a season standpoint, it's got to be more enjoyable for eight months, <clears throat> six months to watch I, I, a team that wins so. every but, once in a while than to watch a team that loses all the time. I don't think so because you you know you have no chance. Go back look to at the Coyotes. I guess that's the Coyotes true. are having fun doing this. You, 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 when, when you have something to look forward to, you're having fun doing it. Like the Coyotes are laughably bad. When you're laughably bad, it's okay. But when you're like, as Saul said, no roads. I don't know. There were some seasons <laughs> with the Suns where I was like, this friggin' sucks. Yeah, but that was when it was like a decade in to just being bad. Look, well, the if, Coyotes yeah, are a decade in No, two, but not they? in this rebuild. They were in the middle for a while. Yeah, that's why they, they were, stripped everything. They, they were <clears throat> two points from getting in the playoffs. Go back, go back after the Western Conference final run in 2010 for the Suns and you have three middling years right you're right around 500 with Steve Nash you're fighting for that AC you don't get it like 
That was purgatory. And the fact that they didn't choose to move on from from Steve Nash and try to get young assets set them back an entire decade that where they had to the whole Lance Blanks era was all about being stuck in the middle and not bottoming out. And then you had to go through the bottoming out process. And before you know it, you're 10 years into to the whole thing. And that's when it sucks. But if you commit to it and you bounce back two years later, it's well worth it. Yeah. And the building through the middle thing was something the Suns dealt with again with that 2013-14 team that was surprisingly good when it felt like, yeah, it was built to (laughs) tank and they won 48 games and then they were stuck between a rock and a hard place. Like, okay, we thought we were going to be going for picks. Now we have to retool on the fly. They went for Aldridge. That didn't work out. And it was all kind of downhill from there. So building through the middle is really, really tough. Can I ask you guys one question on, on all this? Are these rumors doing the Suns a disservice? Because just say nothing happened, right? Mm. And they don't get a superstar. Your Suns Twitter is going to burn to the ground at that point. <laughs> like people are going to freak them if, out. Okay? If they lose DA and don't get anything back, absolutely. Yes. I think yes. even if they keep DA and only say add like an Eric Gordon or some some tiny thing that could make them better there. I still think Suns fans are going to freak out because now the ring, there's been this whole thing of, Oh, KD championship, you know, you know, other, other couple other bigger names that have been rumored. And then you get nothing. I think, I think it's going to be a meltdown. It ultimately depends on how the West shakes out too. Like if, if Golden State stays the same and the Lakers end up not getting Kyrie, and nobody else really improves except for adding their superstars that were injured, then I think you're okay. And if you can add another piece like Eric Gordon, then okay. We've improved, and I think we still have a championship-level con- contender. You're, you're, you're still good. But if they don't do that and Kyrie goes to L.A., let's just say, and you know all these other pieces are moving around and the Suns just stay pat, they bring back D.A., and they just kind of hold serve, then yeah, I, I do believe Sun's Twitter will will be very upset. I don't care. Like <laughs> that's my thing. Is like I don't care how they react. The thing is, if you bring back What's the job, Gerald? if you bring out, but but that's <laughs> what I'm deal saying. With them every day. Like, who cares if Sun's Twitter melts down? My point is, if you bring back Da, if you re- if you extend Cam Johnson, if you keep Devin Booker on that supermax. You've had a good offseason. Like, no, it's not as exciting, and no, it doesn't move you as close immediately to a championship as if you get Kevin Durant, and that should still be the number one goal. But if you just bring everybody back and keep intact that four-man core of a 64-win team, (laughs) you're still on the upward trajectory. You still have to do more beyond that, obviously. But running it back, I understand why people don't want to run it back because of what happened in the Mavs series, but like, we have to remember that was an all-time like crumbling act that doesn't mm-hmm. happen every year. Like that was a once-in-a-lifetime type thing that we saw. I go ahead. Go ahead. I was just gonna say I I agree that I wouldn't feel that way, mm-hmm. but in my mind it's like Suns fans put in an offer on a mansion, <laughs> right? And then the the offer isn't accepted, and they have to go back to their two thousand square foot house that they're going to remodel now, and it just doesn't feel as uh, as special. I know? honestly feel like everybody needs to be prepared for that because yeah, I feel I like too. that's the James Jones way. Yeah. It's, a, it's like we, but it, but it's not his own doing. Like he's not the one that's saying, "Oh yeah, we're going to go do this, this, and this." He's always says the same thing. We're going to do whatever we think is in the best interest of the franchise and put us in a position to win a championship. Now, 
every team in the NBA says the same thing, but the Suns are literally in a position right now where they can affect the future of the Western Conference by making a significant move, and that's what will will make people upset. Like James Jones is listen, it's a risk. It's a risk. You you can either gamble that a sign and trade is going to be available with DA and go after a big fish like a KD or you might completely swing and miss and lose everything. Like it's just it's a calculated risk. My thing is is that if they don't make a huge blockbuster move this offseason and you have DA back, that's a better plan B as Jay in the chat kind of put it than to your plan B being basically getting nothing in return for DA and not having an additional move fall into place. And now you just don't have DA for barely anything back. Like I would much rather run it back with DA this year and make better moves next year. Should they be available? If it's not, if something that isn't amazingly great is not available this season, I I would much rather do that than just get DA out of here for pennies. Oh, I agree. A million like percent. That, that, like, and I think for Suns Twitter, I think you just have to lower your expectations. Like these are rumors. They're hypotheticals. They're let's try to connect the dots, but they're not a hundred percent guarantee. Like you just have to lower your expectations a little bit. Well, again, like Gerald says, you know, the core four is what is what you're you're hoping will stick together because you're hoping that they're gonna grow together and grow to a championship level team. And if that core four is able to stay together and and make it through these next I think, you know, another year or two, maybe even three, then you've got something that's a lot more stable. You don't have to worry about the volatility of it. And you're not, um, you know, hinging all your bets on a 37-year-old point guard, for instance. Like, you, you've you kind of solidified yourself. And that's what the Warriors did. They were patient. They, they built through the draft. They got a couple free agents here and there. And now that core has been the core for the last 10 years and led them to four championships. So... Um, I, 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 am not going to be mad if it's just DA that comes back and, and that's it. I, I just am not. I, I will say though, cause we've talked a little bit about this. Um, and, and we'll talk tomorrow about specific trades that the Suns could make for Kevin Durant. But I will say, because there's been a lot of talk about, okay, well, would it be Mikhail? Would it be Cam? Would it be <clears throat> DA? Who's involved there? We've said this before. Anybody except Devin Booker would be fair game in that scenario because you're getting Kevin Durant to pair with Devin Booker and that puts you automatically in title contention. I will say though, all three of them would be too much. Like all three of DA cam and McHale would be giving up too much because you don't want to completely gut the roster just to get KD here. I would agree. You want him to have some actual depth and pieces around them. We'll pull that ripcord tomorrow. I think there'll be some (laughs) discussions around, around that, uh, you know, so I think it'll be interesting to to see how that plays out. Speaking yeah. of former MVPs and maybe the current <laughs> one, the current MVP, I don't, current MVP yes. is Sean right Sean, now. Sean has been coming in clutch so much these last right few days. Sean just keeps bringing oh, yes. in food and drinks for us. Thank you, <laughs> Mister Depaz. He's got the pose down and everything don't, too. You know, just because he came in, don't forget to to watch him on ASU and uh, his yes. production work with the Coyotes. Yeah. All right. I'm, I'm also on that show. <laughs> <laughs> so where else are we going, Lindsay? Uh, I don't know where we're going, but <laughs> I do find this very interesting. So a couple weeks ago, we got our friends over at DraftKings to put DA's next team odds up for us to all put our bets on. And throughout the course of what? 
this has been maybe what 10 days 12 mm -hmm. days since it's been up the amount of movement especially with brooklyn as his next team has just <laughs> been crazy mm -hmm. so we got a graphic um here for you guys to kind of help point this all out so even so i think originally it was a plus six thousand when it first came out somewhere around there right but within the last like handful five of hours, hours <laughs> five hours it has gone from plus 2200 to plus 700 to plus 400 to right now at least as of the time this show started at 2 p.m on monday a plus 300 i love this this is moving as much as Twitter is chattering about things <laughs> right now when it comes to DA's future and Kevin Durant and all that. All over the board. Everything's moving. It's it's nuts. So I don't know I don't know exactly where this is gonna net out. It could be a three team deal to get KD here if it happens. Who knows where DA is going to wind up? But right now, the money seems to be thinking it's Brooklyn or Phoenix because it's Suns at plus one thirty to keep DA, then Brooklyn at plus three hundred to to land DA. So. And I think, correct me if I'm wrong, but Detroit moved down. Yes, is that how it would Detroit be down? Moved it went down, from like and the Spurs moved into a tie with them for plus 500 in uh, in that third spot. Because Detroit sure. at one point in time was like 350. Yeah, Detroit was the favorite before the okay. draft. Well, so I, I put $100 at plus 6,600, so I'm, I'm hoping to this Brooklyn? Yeah, Oh, wow. That'd be I'm nice for you. That would be so dope if I did, though. <laughs> Damn it. You're like, I put a mortgage payment oh on that. Oh, my gosh. This is so cool. <laughs> so basically all we're saying is, if you haven't really gotten in on the action and you want to lock in some odds, you better do so earlier because they are moving very quickly all over the place. Can, so can we bring in Shane for a second? Shane yeah. is our gambling expert. Is this just simply because the money is going towards Brooklyn right now? Is that why we're seeing this line move so much, you think? So, yeah, we were talking about this earlier, and it, it, it's it's a little weird because this is a different market um, than you'd normally see. The example I gave was like betting on an MLB game. Like there's millions of bets being placed on those. So it's going to take a lot of money to move the line by itself. The line either changes because a lot of money is being put on it or, you know, somebody gets injured or whatever. In this case, it could be either because they have information but this is the, to me this looks like i think everyone saw the news on twitter which again nothing's confirmed nobody really knows anything people saw the news on twitter and threw a bunch of money on the nets because of the odds they could get then um, because it's such a smaller market it takes a lot less money to move it so i think that's what's happening but it, i mean it could be anything but that i would i would i would agree with you but uh, I think because of the the interest right now across the country and how this has kind of taken off all of a sudden, I would wager to uh, say that those odds are a little bit more difficult to move now because there's a lot of people throwing money in the same place. Would you agree with that, Shane? Yeah, I'd say probably now. Um, but again, I don't know how how many markets this is available in. Um, you know, this, some certain places don't don't allow this on uh, on different books and DraftKings specifically. Uh, but yeah, it, I, yeah, I think it's because of the money now. But yeah, now that you're seeing a lot more, and obviously, if there is money that's moving it, it would be harder to move it now. Mm. I love well, this stuff. A lot I'm of so it, I feel like, is so over my head. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> I'm so I'm, I'm just Listen, dying at the chat. We the, got a couple of Lakers fans yeah, in there, yeah, that's and fine. it's hilarious. They they're so they they are so 
like ready to go back and, and try to compete for a championship after last year. They think Kyrie's going to be the savior, and I'm here to tell you. Well, they, they should. Not. They couldn't it, even make the play-in game, bunch it, of bums. It worked It worked out real well with <laughs> Russell Westbrook as the savior last year, right? And who so. the, like, even if they did a signing trade with, with, with the Lakers, nobody's taking Russell Westbrook. No. No. So, so you're so, keeping him. So, so you're you basically, Kyrie and Russell Westbrook. I don't even think that can happen, can they? <laughs> yeah, if he signs the mid-level exception. Oh, the mid-level. That would be yeah. hilarious. That would, yeah, that would just be Kyrie nice. playing half the games and Westbrook bricking more than half his shots. That would be great. Shit show. <laughs> well, if you guys want to get in on the action with the DraftKings Sportsbook app, uh, download that right now. Because there's a really cool deal happening for you over there. Um, UFC 276 is coming up. And there are tons of ways for those fighters to come out on top in the octagon. And with the DraftKings Sportsbook app, the official sports betting partner of the UFC, there's a lot of ways for you guys to get a W as well. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app right now. Use promo code PHNX. Bet $5 on any UFC 276 fighter to win and get $100 in free bets no matter what. That's code PHNX this Saturday at DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of UFC. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Obviously, we know why DA's odds had moved. And it's because everybody is on the KD train. The KD <laughs> train that I've been on. I've been the motherfucking conductor of this thing since day one uh, because I want to see this happen. I want to see this come to fruition. <laughs> Devin Booker, KD. <laughs> but you know what? But you know what? It's not That's just so about bad. that. Wait, Espo, let me finish my goddamn read. <laughs> it's not just about this. If KD doesn't come, yes, <laughs> LeBron. LeBron in the house. Let's go. Because I want to see this as well. The banana boat. Let's go. <laughs> Why is Why Monty's, on? Monty's on the boat. Miguel's in the water hanging on yeah. for dear life. Listen, if we have to go after LeBron and we, we somehow get him, uh, the, Mikhail ain't going to make it on the banana boat. I'm just oh, no. Poor, poor Mikhail. Oh, no. This Photoshop much better than these stepbrothers Photoshop. The banana boat Photoshop. <laughs> Heads are fairly appropriately sized. <laughs> Katie's was like four times too big on the uh, on the step bros uh, picture. Shane, there. just know that I'm not the one that shit on you. It was Espo. <laughs> so just remember, y'all, I think it was last week, correct me if I'm wrong, but Saul promised that if Katie makes his way to Phoenix, so he's buying a round of Four Peaks beer over at the brewery for everyone who shows up. I want to know, does this offer extend to LeBron now? Uh, no. I'll buy everybody. All right. So if Katie right. winds up in Listen. Phoenix, four peaks on Saul. If, if LeBron winds up in Phoenix, four peaks on S. Listen, if, if KD or LeBron come to Phoenix, everybody wins. If KD comes to Phoenix, you all get free beer and you get to see my guy be a, a furry for a day <laughs> as an Ewok. So nobody all wants right? that. So, so And LeBron. then if LeBron comes to town, then... You know, you just get free beer. It's all a dress up as brawny. No, so basically will, free beer no matter what. <laughs> Thanks yes. to PHNX and Four Peaks is what we're talking about here. That sounds like a good deal. Hopefully we can get yeah. one of those to happen. But in the meantime, if you guys want to pick up some Four Peaks, we highly recommend it. And if you want to come down and check out the brewery, we are going to be there this Wednesday pretty much all day. We're going to have all of our shows live from the Four Peaks 8th Street Pub so if you want to stop in for lunch, you want to join for a happy hour, whatever time of the day you're available, come join us. We're going to be there 
like I said, pretty much all day starting doing 11, shows. Starting at 11 o'clock. We'll be there all day from 11 to about 7, 8 o'clock. Uh, yeah. 11 till your liver taps out is how long <laughs> we'll be there. So. And they offer, you know, tours of their brewery. They've got all kinds of things on tap and really great food as well. Just a reminder, you do have to be 21 or older to enjoy Four Peaks beer. And we ask that you enjoy responsibly. Well, you brought up LeBron yes. coming here. So let's talk a little bit more about it because our friend Flex from Jersey said this weekend that if Katie doesn't leave Brooklyn, that LeBron James is in play for a potential move to Phoenix. I know we joked about this a couple of months ago, but were we actually joking, I guess? I, at this I've point? always thought that was the name that James Jones probably had had on his radar since they're friends discussions could have ha been had in mm -hmm. back channels. It's more likely that that was talked about prior to this offseason, the KD thing. Uh, so I always thought this was a possibility. And quite frankly, I think I like the idea of LeBron more than KD just because he can – you don't need a backup point guard at that point because he's going to take off some of the ball handling pressure – from CP3 and Book. He also could play small ball center if DA is part of the deal that brings him back in. I think you have less holes you have to fill if you if LeBron's the guy you get in a trade over KD. Now, I like the youth of, of KD more, uh, obviously, but I feel like LeBron might check a few more of the boxes that get you there. He would, but I don't understand how exactly he's coming. He's not a free agent until 2023. Forces So if he like forces, I mean, if the season is that bad, sure, but that would require you to bring everybody back basically and have that trade flexibility come deadline time. I just don't see it. I'm personally, I would rather have KD, even though you'd have to trade for him and probably give up more for him. I, I just feel like he's probably the better plug-and-play guy within this offense right now if there's a will there's a way and they <laughs> will find a will and a way if they want lebron to come listen it, i agree with espo uh, of all the people that were kind of hinted at all you know a couple months ago with with flex um i thought it was lebron be, just because of the relationship between him and james jones i you can't tell me that there's not a scenario where behind closed doors you know what I mean? Like they've got each other's number. They probably text all the time. They probably had this in the fix for like the last year. <laughs> Midway through last season, bro was like, bro, get me out of here now, please. <laughs> like nobody wants to play for the Lakers anymore. Well, that Lake, <laughs> that dumpster of a franchise right now is just awful. <laughs> like AD is going to be completely gone for this year because he's going to get hurt in like the first two games like he always does. LeBron's like, get me off the ship now because the titanic is absolutely sinking that's <laughs> yeah. unfair though because wasn't lebron kind of the mastermind behind yeah, but that's oh, yeah. What he, does. The ship? Oh, yeah. he built the ship then he's about to jump yeah like, he he builds the city and he lights it on fire on his way out that's the that's the lebron way with this stuff i mean he did it in cleveland did it to miami why wouldn't he do it to la right it wouldn't it wouldn't shock me uh and look, maybe Kyrie's the guy he really wants, and, and he's pushing for that. And if they don't get him, and he's looking at, I got to deal with another year of Russell Westbrook being my starting point guard, and Anthony Davis, who if there's a, a light wind in L.A., is going to shatter like he usually does. <laughs> like, maybe he's just like, yeah, I don't want to be here, and I'm LeBron freaking James. I'll force my way out if I want to force my way out kind of mentality. Do I think it's do I think that's more likely than the KD thing? No, but it's not beyond the scope of possibility. 
<laughs> Shit. Trade for KD, sign LeBron to the mid-level next there summer. There you go. Let's Tate go. Titles. Let's go. See, now Gerald's coming on board. There we go. That's the kind of thinking, the high-level thinking we need oh, on this podcast. so funny. I, I just love the the superstar SEO that comes in, and then all of a sudden there's Lakers fans everywhere. But mm. then we get important questions like this. Knight says, should I ask this girl out? Yes, Knight. Yes. 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 Go for you it. You always should. KD's coming to Phoenix. Dreams are coming true this, this summer. I assume <laughs> when he's saying, should I ask this girl? He's referring to Lindsay oh. while he's watching oh, the show. No. Oh, so no. So, sure, you can ask I her. I was like, I no, love I how all of you. Oh, yeah. if, he's, if they are referring <laughs> to me as the only let's woman not. on the show, let's, all of you three said yes. I'm over here like, nah, I'm good, bro. Like, shoot your shot. I want to see what the pitch is. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. Like, Saul's been doing don't that with KD for a month. Be about it. Let's go. <laughs> oh, dear Lord. Let's move right on along. My question. If a lot of people, there's some people in Sun's Twitter who are not willing to give up Mikel for Katie, should that become available? <laughs> I know a lot of people are like, hey, if it's DA, Mikel, and, and a little something else, I'm 100% in. Or do you feel the same way if we had to give up the same type of package for LeBron? It's tough. He's older. He's, you know, a couple years left on the deal. I, you know, no. I I don't give up as much. No. Also because that could really come back to bite you in the ass if you give the Lakers all your young talent and then uh, you get a year of LeBron and you don't uh, you don't win that title. Like that's you're playing with with major fire right there. I think you try to go for more picks than McHale in that instance. You you could make a nice package with DA Cam and picks if you need to. That's I I would keep Mikhail out of the LeBron conversation personally, but I understand he is LeBron and he still has one to three great years left. <laughs> they also have 25 million in contracts, right? Who? The Suns. If you look at it, they have 25 million in, in expiring contracts when you're looking at Dario, Jay, oh, yeah. and Cam mm-hmm. as well. So so there's a lot of, which is a, which is a huge asset in the NBA. People want picks. They want expiring contracts. So they can try to make moves and, and expedite a rebuild process. So there is options out there for this team. Uh, so you're driving Mikhail to the airport. Is apparently, that apparently. Okay. Like, listen, like I love Mikhail. I love what he brings to this team. I do. I do. Again, I do. <laughs> but, however. But he's driving him to the airport. Like, I, I don't know if I would trade him for LeBron because I, I do believe in, in, in this core. And I, I do feel like. You got to have some. You have to have something there for when LeBron inevitably leaves, because it will happen here in the next couple of years. So, if you trade Mikael and Da to the Lakers or whatever the hell the the scenario would be, you're literally going to have to face those dudes for the next five to ten years. Mm-hmm. And you don't really want that either. So, what's the play here? Uh, I I don't think I'd give up that much for LeBron, to be honest with you. I would for KD, but not for LeBron. I, I, I love BC in the chat. Laugh out loud. Suns have no players LA wants. Didn't we just hear a whole report that their whole plan is to try to get uh, get Booker? Like somewhere down the line, they want to yeah, yeah, yeah. try and get Booker. The only player him. anybody else wants is freaking LeBron. Nobody wants AD. He's too glass. That's it. 
Like nobody wants that. Nobody wants Westbrook. Nobody wants THT. Nobody wants any of those bums. Nobody wants Taylor Horton Tucker. No, nobody wants that bum. That's the reason. That's the reason why they can't get Kyrie in a trade and have to hope he's willing to sacrifice thirty million dollars is because your roster is so bad outside of LeBron James and AD. That's tough. He's got such a great nickname, THT. Like, why don't you want him? Rick, Rick, Rick seventy-seven at Cotuna in the chat says, "Saw like." I do like him, but the car is running. Gas is hella expensive. <laughs> <laughs> so get in. Uh, Victor, thank you for your super chat. If you accidentally sent a, su- a super chat and forgot to write your comment in there, drop it in the chat and we'll read it a little bit later. But thank you for the super chat. Either uh, way. Maybe it's just get KD here. Damn. <laughs> maybe. I don't know. All right, guys. You ready for some screenshots? All right, it's time for some screenshots presented by Arizona Department of Health Services. COVID-19 vaccines are free for everyone five and older. Those 12 and older are also now eligible for a booster. Visit azhealth.gov slash find vaccine for a location near you. (laughs) First things first, the most important screenshot of them all. Mm-hmm. We talked about Devin and Kendall's relationship maybe being on the rocks a few weeks ago, and then it hit mainstream social media last week. But now, hold on, guys. TMZ <laughs> is saying that the two of them were spotted yesterday on Sunday at Soho House in Malibu. So maybe it's not all doom and gloom. What can I believe? What is love <laughs> anymore in this world? Is it or isn't it? I need to know. Everything's right. coming up, sons, this week. It's great. <laughs> Mom is it dad, good though? Yes, is it good for yes, books? Yes, we talked about this. It's the Kardashian good. curse is bullshit. Oh, and Devin Booker started playing his best basketball when they started dating. That's fact. That's when the Suns took off. Is when they started dating. That is fact. So maybe they broke up to get back together so we could get that same kind of upward spike. No, man, he was going to be the biggest free agent on the Phoenix dating <laughs> market, care. and and now he's back. Like. The women of Phoenix have been disappointed by this. He was available before Kendall came into the picture, and nobody had a chance anyway. That's why he went to L.A. <laughs> Are you saying that? That's oh, right. Done. Oh, there's a slight on the women of Phoenix. So. Oh, no. Oh, no. I was you, did. you were going with the L.A. thing. Oh. <laughs> I didn't think you were going that route. Yeah, I thought you meant route. like, wow, you just jinxed it. Now Book's going to end up in L.A. Book, Book to go, LA. That's what I was going with. That's but he chose. Thinking. The disrespect to the Phoenix women. <laughs> oh, like, man. Get out of here. Yeah, protect the ladies. It's, it's like sometimes I think I know where you guys are I going, and I then I have no freaking clue where listen, you're going. I was on the same page as you. I did exactly what I wanted to do. I didn't Charles Barkley this situation and <laughs> trash the women of Phoenix. You said they had their shop for two years, and he had to go to L.A. to find somebody. I said what? they had their shop for two years, and nobody could get the job done, so he took off. <laughs> If Devin Booker's happy, I'm happy. That's what I'm going to say. What's wrong with that? That's my thing. If Book's right? happy, I'm happy for him. I just hope, my only hope is that they figure this out throughout the offseason. So come the season, this is like they're in either a really solid place in their relationship or they've decided to move on because everyone knows relationship drama is not healthy. Baby, don't Listen, hurt me. Listen, Book and no Kendall more. are going to get married. That's going to happen. They were on a break. Oh God! We were and on now a they're break. back. And now they're back. <sighs> Which one? Oh, one on the screen. Booker reacquiring Kendall as an asset, so he can trade it to Brooklyn. So Blake Griffin and Ben Simmons accept the trade for KT. Oh. <laughs> Yikes! I don't Josh think that, I don't think chat, it's allowed folks. in the CBA. I, I, I don't think that's. A, I don't think it was collectively bargained. All right. All right. Um. 
Shane, we're going to swap the next two screenshots, okay? <laughs> so the next screenshot that we've got, this is a tweet from Mikkel Bridges. So a fan had tweeted at Mikkel saying, I'm going to miss you in Phoenix, to which Mikkel quote tweeted with the eyeball emojis. We've seen everyone already in the comments from the start of the show being like, the Mikkel tweet, he is telling us something. No, you guys, Mikkel is oh trolling the hell out dude, of all I of bet, us right now. I bet these dudes sometimes are just like, hey, look at this. Look at this. Watch me fuck with this dude. Yep. <laughs> and boom, that's it. I'm, I'm going to just put eyes on this. That's it. That's mm-hmm. Mikhail's MO. It sounds like he does that to his teammates oh, yeah. the facility yeah. and everything. Like, I am all oh, yeah. in on Mikhail Bridges trolling Every one of us that ha- that does this, Agreed. you know, that has to follow every tea leaf on social media to figure out. What <laughs> Joel Martinez in the chat. Mikhail Hall of Fame troll Brad yes. activated. 100%. <laughs> oh, yeah. He told us at the charity softball event the other day that he follows along with all this stuff on Twitter just like we do. <laughs> and so you know that he likes to have fun with this type of thing. Imagine He if wants he... to stir the pot a exactly. little bit. Exactly. <laughs> Imagine if he doesn't get dealt and you have Katie and Mikhail Bridges running oh those social media uh, troll jobs. On the oh same team, they might share the same burner account at that moment. Like, <laughs> hey, like, whose turn is it today? <laughs> who, who we roasted, dude? I, that I would, I, you know, how you they have that extra thing on Twitter now where you can pay to get certain tweets from people. If the two of them <laughs> oh, teamed oh, up followers. for a burner account, I would one hundred percent pay five bucks a month or whatever it is to get, get access to those tweets. Sure, yeah. Tell me your unfiltered thought here. I'm all like, for it. Let's go. That'd be so fantastic. Oh. Just, I can't wait for some of the media members in this town to have to deal with Katie and Mikhail just throwing shade left and right. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Sometimes less is more. Oh, my They're, gosh. The two of them together is like a Sour Patch Kid. Like, <laughs> Mikhail is a little bit on the sweeter side. Mm-hmm. Katie's a little more on the sour side. <laughs> but they go together very well. Some media members would not be able to handle that. No, they would, they would literally no. be like, well, why would he post that if he didn't mean it? And then, well, we got to ask him. Mikhail, what was the die emojis? Is it because you, you're going to get traded for LeBron? That's what everybody seems to think. And just force him to answer that question like, bro, I was fucking with everybody. Are you kidding? I would almost make that my goal to get trolled by one of them next year on social media for something. <laughs> That's just fun. Hopefully something positive. Eh, negative, positive, I don't care. I, Let's have some positive. fun. <laughs> All right. And then our final AZ Health screenshot of the afternoon This past weekend, ESPN shared an article with the story of Ryan Resch, the Suns' VP of Strategy and Evaluation. In that story, Ryan shared publicly that he is gay and he is the first person to ever do so while working basketball operations in an NBA front office. And in the article, he shared that he aims to normalize the existence of gay men and women in the basketball side of things. And I'm really happy for him. I love this for him. Ryan Resch and I got to work together. He's a super great guy. He was always really kind, super quiet. So the fact that he was willing to be so open about this, especially the first of somebody coming out and sharing this is amazing for him. What I loved was James Jones' reaction. They asked him, hey, when did you tell James? And he said, I just kind of brought it up during the finals because I wanted to bring my significant other, the person I was seeing to a game. And James was just like, okay, cool. Like it was no big deal. Like there was, there was no massive reaction. And I think that's the way it should be. I, I hope that that's the way that most, uh, you know, employers would react in that kind of situation. It's like, great, you do you. I'm glad, I'm glad for you. You know, like <laughs> I, I thought that was really cool out of that story that, that that was just, it was normalized. And that's where we need to get. And I'm glad he was willing to share his story to help 
us get there and in front offices around different leagues. Yeah, this is great. And we saw this comment last week with the Morgan Cato story as well about why are we talking about this? You know, we should, it, the goal is for this to be a normal thing that we don't talk about. We're not there yet yeah. is the point. So these things should be celebrated because the whole point of highlighting stories like these is that we're moving in a more positive direction where everyone is represented and when there's no glass ceiling over anybody. So this is a cool moment. This is something that should be celebrated and it's a good thing. Yeah, it makes it where it is hopefully somebody else that is afraid to say something working in a front office somewhere finds it easier to say it. And there isn't a big deal, you know, the, the next few times. That's why, the like we talked about, the first person to do anything like this should be celebrated, should be shared, so it helps ease anybody else that may have be in that situation and be afraid mm-hmm. to say something. I mean, any progress should be celebrated, mm-hmm. especially after you see what happened last week. And you know, uh, if you're just if you're just standing still and not doing anything, sometimes it'll regress, and you don't want to go that way. So, um, anytime you see these kind of stories, it's always good to celebrate them because it means we're going in the right direction at least this franchise is and, and this front office is and to this extent. Yeah, absolutely. So congrats, Ryan. Um, we're really happy for you. So that was some really good news that we got this past weekend. Guys, that's pretty much it for our show. Mm-hmm. We do have one last ad read. And somebody asked if there would be a surfer Lindsay. And I say no, but <laughs> it has been a really long time since we've done any <sighs> sort of ad read roulette oh no are we doing that again well i forgot to ask if we had an ad read roulette but i feel like shane should just pick a number between one and ten and whoever is closest to it has to do an ad read roulette here's my pick that's all i'm saying Lindsay's reading it as a surfer all right we did did have that request in the chat Uh, but i already did it but you were so good that we you do do the surfer i do cookie monster and we go back and forth on an og's read I yes, hate you got the monster. munchies. So like, I hate <laughs> Cookie Monster. Ask me if I give a shit what you care about. I so. hate Cookie I Monster. Listen, this is what you get. Okay. I was down right. to play okay. a legitimate game where we all had equal opportunity to win or lose, depending on how you look at it. You guys tried to play the opposite nope. Nope. end, pin it on me. So this is what you get. All right, I just sat all right. here. All right, pick a number one through. No, four. it's fine. No, we're, doing two. It. we're doing it. We're doing it. We're doing it. We're doing one it. through four. One through four. Gerald, oh. go ahead. Three. Okay, Damn, it's, Gerald, it's, that's my number. It's Saul. <laughs> <laughs> I was just going one. He just, he's Saul, just gonna... Saul, no, Saul is reading it as the the automated voice that you hear at a grocery store when it says unexpected item in the bagging area. Oh, that's a good one. All right, give me the... Okay. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> what are we doing, OGs? OGs. OGs just launched their first ever limited edition seasonal flavor, Pina Colada. A perfect pineapple and creamy coconut blend. <laughs> Check out OG's online at ogsbrands.com. O-G-E-E-Z-B-R-A-N-D-S dot com. Stupid. <laughs> and on Instagram at OG's Brands. You can also find their products at your local dispensary. Must be 21 years or older to purchase. <laughs> there you go. I well like done. the little nice. to purchase. Yeah. To purchase. Yeah. Good job, Sal. Good work, Good job. Sal. All right. Cool. Well, thank you guys for tuning in. We appreciate you. We hope you have a great rest of your Monday. We will be back tomorrow at 2 p.m. as always, same place. 
Until we see you guys tomorrow, you can always follow along with us on Twitter. I'm at Lindsay Smith AZ. Gerald is at Gerald Bourget. Saul is at Saul underscore Bookman. And Espo is at Espo. Espo, take us home. Me bring Nuki Monster back. Oh Just my to God. End the show right <laughs> now. <laughs>